the context of this scripture. The Apostle Paul and Silas were doing work for the Lord. They were, they saw Lydia. They saw the devil come out of her. And we see according to the Word of God, the Bible teaches that they threw these two men of God into prison. And they gave charge unto that Philippian jailer. And he kept them on the inner part of the prison. And the context is uh, for that is if he would have allowed them to escape according to Roman law, he would have been put to death. So recognize that tonight. This Gentile prison guard took such charge that he put them on the inside. That means there wasn't no windows. You know where they were? They were in the darkness. Verse 25. If you found it, say amen. amen. And at what's that word? Midnight. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Period. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were, were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, waking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light. That's the prison guard. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. You can be seated. Father, you know our heart tonight. God, you know tonight, dear God, the frame of our mind. Lord God, I pray tonight, dear God, that you would guide, God, that you would lead, and God, that you would direct. Lord God, we pray tonight, dear God, Lord, for every man, woman, boy, and girl. Lord God, that's either listening by way of the internet or Lord God, they're here in service. I pray tonight, dear God, that you'd minister tonight, dear God, unto their heart, unto their mind. And I pray tonight, dear God, Lord, that you'd help us, Father. Lord God, that we'll hear from you. Lord, help us to hear from heaven. God, we pray tonight you'd cleanse our minds, empty us of selves, and fill us with your Spirit. God, I pray tonight, God, if there'd be one that's on their way to a devil's hell, I pray you'd save their soul. God, if there's one tonight, God, that is here saved on their way to heaven but struggling, I pray tonight, God, you'd put some pep in their step. Put some 
brighter light in their life. I pray tonight, God, you'd help them. Father, we thank you. We love you. I pray, God, you'll get glory. Help me to say what you want me to and help me not to say that what you want me not to say. We love and thank you in Jesus' name. Together the church says, Amen. Tonight, uh, I understand tonight that somehow, some way, we can affect one another by our problems. Would you agree with me right there? Let me, let me clarify what I mean by that. If brother so-and-so comes in here with a great problem and brother so-and-so is your spouse and brother so-and-so's uh, great problem uh, is so great it can affect his marriage, it can affect his job, it can affect his, his life. I understand tonight that, uh, that whenever that we think about that a minute, we don't necessarily think about it on the opposite side of that statement. Well, what do you mean? If I can tonight, just for a few minutes, I'll try not to be long before you, but I'm going to mind him. We see tonight out of this scripture, and we ask this question that I think every one of us that are saved, every one of us should allow God to ask ourselves this question, and it is simply this. Does your praise affect others? Your problems can affect others. But does your praise affect others? I want, you to know, I want you to look with me here tonight in verse number 26. And let's look tonight at what the Bible says. Well, first of all, let's pick up verse 25 tonight. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Now let me just say this tonight. There is no other praise that you can praise that will affect others like praising God. And the prisoners heard them. Do you know tonight that praising God will affect the atmosphere? Let me explain. I'm not talking about the moon and the stars. and I'm not talking about the birds. I'm talking about the atmosphere in here. You've got a thermometer. You've got a thermostat over here on the wall. And the thermometer, it is only able to tell us the temperature of the air. But that thermostat has the ability to change the temperature of the air. Are you with me? All of you, now you got to get there. Well, what are you saying tonight, preacher? You understand tonight that, the, that you praising God can affect the atmosphere that you are in. Do you realize that the atmosphere can change from a dead service to a lively service? Look in verse 26, the Bible says, And suddenly... There was a great earthquake, and I heard Brother Tommy Steele say it wasn't them trying to break in, it was God trying to break in. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately the doors were open. Let's stop right there just a minute. You understand tonight, honey, that your atmosphere can change simply by praising God. You say, preacher, don't believe that tonight. Go with me to the book of Acts chapter 3. If you want to go there, that's fine. If not, write it down. I'm going to go through this scripture tonight in chapter 3 of the book of Acts in verse 2. The Bible teaches that a certain man lame. Now let me, under, let me make sure that we clarify the word lame. It means not able to walk. It means not able to function on his own. And a man lame from his mother's womb were carried and laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them 
that entered into the temple. Can I tell you tonight, this young man, he didn't even go into the church. He didn't even go into the temple because of his situation. Oh, but listen tonight. We find that Peter and John, they were about to go into the temple. And Peter and John spoke unto him. And Peter said, In silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In verse number 8, the Bible says, And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people, look at that statement, and all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat it for alms at the the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which happened unto him. Do you know that you praising God should affect my atmosphere. When God answers a prayer in your life, it ought to make me happy. When God speaks to you and God does something in your life, I ought to get excited that God's working in your life and seeing you thank God and praise God, seeing you be able to worship the thrice holy God. I know the Bible teaches that God is no respecter of persons. That tells me that if God will answer your prayer and you're praising Him, that God can answer my prayer and God wants us to praise Him. God wants us to worship Him. I'm so sick and tired of people running to God when they're in trouble, begging Him and asking Him. And then God does something for them and they don't praise Him. Matter of fact, they don't even come back to the house of God. You know tonight God's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of Him getting the glory for our life. Us praising God can affect the atmosphere. Not only us praising God can affect our atmosphere, but look in verse number 26 tonight, if you will. Us praising God can affect others around you. (laughs) Now let me just say this. Not everybody that says Lord, Lord is going to enter into heaven. Lord, didn't we do great works? Didn't we cast out the devils? Amen. Church, I'm in the book. But you understand tonight that there are some that are enslaved with addictions. There are some that are struggling and they may come to the house of God right here and do you realize you minding God you just lifting up your holy hand to heaven and giving God thanks and giving God praise and worshiping Him you by doing those simple acts are even able to loose those that are enslaved preacher I don't believe it look in verse number 26 and the Bible says that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened Look at this last statement. And everyone's, that's plural, that's more than one, that's 
more than just Paul and Silas. Uh, everyone's bands uh, were loosed. Uh, that means the prisoners that were there. Uh, do you realize, uh, honey, that when Paul and Silas decided to mind God, uh, those that were in their dark de- jail cells, uh, those uh, they might have been, uh, they might have been adulterers. Uh, they might have been, amen. They might have been thieves. They might have been murderers. Uh, but they were able to have their bands loosed uh, because Paul and Silas. Uh, they, they lifted up their hands uh, and prayed uh, and sang unto the Lord. Uh, and do you realize tonight when we come to the house of God, uh, if we will lay our burdens down uh, and say, Lord, would you help me to worship you uh, in spirit and in truth? Uh, Lord, would you help me? Uh, I just want to thank you, Lord. You've been good to me. Uh, Lord, I want to thank you for mommy and daddy. Uh, Lord, I want to thank you for the church. Uh, Lord, I want to thank you for loving on me. Uh, if we'll praise him and worship him, uh, God is able to use that praise uh, and loose uh, somebody that is in bondage. You realize tonight that you could be the key to somebody living a life of freedom. Amen. Well, what do you mean? How many of you enjoyed that singing? I mean, wasn't it beautiful that the Lord did? Well, you just imagine if they got up here tonight and they decided they wasn't going to sing praise unto the Lord. I didn't tell them what to sing, thank God. I want them to mind the Lord. Amen. You just imagine if they had got up here and sung some song that glorified man. Don't raise your hands when I ask you this question. How many of you felt the Spirit of God when they were singing? You just felt the Lord loving on you. Well, preach, why are you asking us that? Because what I'm simply trying to say tonight is you and I, you say, preacher, are you putting me in that group? I'm putting all of us in that group. You and I have an equal share in the church services. You, have, you say, preacher, you're leading a service, you're preaching. Uh, Pastor John's leading, he's preaching whenever he's leading. Uh, you understand tonight, it's all on you, preacher. No, it ain't all on me. Every single one of us. If there was 83 here this morning, I have an 83rd of the responsibility. What is a tonight? Somebody give me a number. 65, 60, maybe, 10. Let's say let's say 50, okay? Let's just settle right there. I have no idea. But tonight I have a 50th of the responsibility to do my part. See, the fire's already burning. All that I can do is to get warmed by the fire and throw a log on the fire. It's up for you to get into the service. It's up for you to say, well, Lord, I really haven't offered anything. Lord, I really haven't done anything. Do you think that at midnight, when Paul and Silas were there in the jail, how easy it would have been for Paul and Silas to have the attitude, Lord, we were doing the work you sent us here to do. Lord, we witnessed to them. Lord, we pulled the demon out of Lydia. And Lord, you allowed us to get cast into this prison. It would have been real easy for them to set down on the Lord. But they didn't. The Bible teaches, and at midnight, the Bible teaches that they prayed and sang praises unto the Lord. You've got a part to do. You say, preacher, I think Jeff and Adam and Jennifer did a good job. Well, I think they did a good job too, but you also have a part to do. 
Well, preacher, what are you saying? All I'm simply saying in our church is when we praise and we worship the Lord, how, do you realize tonight that not only does it change the atmosphere, it has the ability to change lives how, that are around you. Now, let me just say this, and I'm, I'm going to say this as respectfully as I know how. I do not want to go to a dead church. I want to go to a church that when I come into the house of God, I, I can already feel Him loving on me. I can already feel Him squeezing on my heart. I, I want to go to the house of God I, where men and women are hungry, I, where men and women want to do the work of God. I, I want to get to the place. I, honey, when I come to the house of God, I, Lord, I'm excited to see what's going to happen tonight. I, Lord, I can't wait to get back to the service. I, I want to get where God's people are. I, but some people are satisfied. I, some people are You know, that just broke my heart. <laughs> Not one time when he got me out of the bed this morning did he say, son, how do you think the service ought to go? No. No. Not one time. When, amen. Not one time when I got to the house of God did God say, son, what do you think we ought to do? Oh, preacher, what are you saying? All I'm simply saying tonight is we ought to be willing to give God glory. You say, preacher, I haven't really given Him glory. I haven't really given Him thanks. Oh, what exactly are you saying? Do you know tonight that you didn't have to wake up this morning? When the sun came up, do you realize that your life was not promised? Amen. Do you realize, honey, that when you got out of the bed this morning, the Scripture says, in Him we live, we move, and we have our being. Do you realize I can't even walk without Him holding my hand? Do you realize tonight, honey, that Jesus told the woman down there at the Samaritan well, He said those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Well, preacher, what are you saying? I'm just asking you tonight, does your praise affect others? Not only can your praise affect the atmosphere, not only can your praise affect others around you, but your praise, well, let me just ask you this way, does your praise make you do the right thing? Well, what do you mean? The Bible says, as I quoted just a minute ago, that those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Well, what's that mean, preacher? You know, it's real easy. Now, I'm going to be as honest as I can when I try to illustrate this. It's real easy for me to come in here burdened down, weighting down with the stress and the problems of the world, and for me to put a false face on how you doing, preacher? I'm doing good. I mean, everything's doing well. But on the inside, that heart Nicole was testifying about back there, but on the inside, my heart be struggling. My heart be broken. On the inside, my spirit be down. 
Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? Look, look, look in this scripture tonight. Whenever Paul and Silas, according to the word of God, honey, the Bible teaches tonight in verse number 27, and the keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep uh, and seeing uh, the prison doors open, uh, he drew out his sword uh, and would have killed himself, supposing uh, that the prisoners had fled. Now, let me just stop right here before I read this next verse. The Bible teaches tonight, as we read this next verse, yes, Lord, I'll do that. In verse 28, the Bible teaches, but Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Preacher, what's so big about that? Do you realize that if it was me in prison, and maybe some of you, if we're honest about it, And that old boy that had cast us into the inner part of the prison, you don't have any idea how he could have talked to them prisoners. You don't have any idea. The scripture does not tell us how he could have withheld water. He could have withheld bread. Well, preacher, what are you saying? It would have been very easy for somebody just to let that old boy kill himself. We're already, the doors are open, our bands are loose. Some some of the attitudes could have been, let's just get out of here. We've got a chance. But praise and prayer made Paul and Silas do the right thing. The Bible teaches that they yelled at that prison guard and said, do thyself no harm. Hey, do you understand tonight? Whenever you get hooked up with the Lord and when you become grateful, for the blessings of the Lord. Do you realize tonight if we got what we deserve, we got hell, we got punishment, we got torment, but neighbor, your name's on the title deed of heaven. Your name's in the Lamb's book of life. And Jesus shed His blood so you could go to heaven. Well, preacher, what are you saying? When we recognize tonight that your praise, if it's in the right place, you praising God is able to help you to do the right thing. I'm not talking about standing up and giving a testimony that we've rehearsed in our mind. I'm not, amen, I'm not talking about a testimony that we've thought about the whole day and we know how we're going to say it. Neighbor, that's not of God. I'm not trying to upset nobody's tater wagon. I mean, but if God's Spirit... Starts thumping your heart. And God starts squeezing on you. And God tells you to get up and to testify. And you say, preacher, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. It doesn't matter what you say. What matters is you're listening to His voice and you're standing up when God says to stand. You say, preacher, I don't know what to say, but I feel like God's wanting me to stand Then stand. You know tonight, honey, that praising God will help us to do the right thing. Do you know tonight, honey, that if we're not careful, we can let down on our praise. If we're not careful, we can become lazy and lack today, Silco, if we're not careful, we can become so so content in just coming to church. Well, let Pastor John do it. Oh, yeah. See, I've pastored long enough to know, and I'm saved, thank God, I suffer from the very same things every other Christian suffers with. You ever notice that when a child of God gets saved, I mean, they're on fire for the first several months. But then, 
things start to die down. Things start to ease up. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. The book of Psalms 33 and verse 1 says, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praising, <clears throat> for praise is comely for the upright. What's that mean? It means that praise uh, is the right thing to do uh, for those that are righteous. Uh, we find in Psalms 147 and 1, Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises uh, unto God. Uh, we find tonight Hebrews 13, 15 says, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Uh, well, preacher, why would I do that? Uh, do you realize tonight what God has done for you and what God has done for me? Uh, do you realize tonight that not one time did I tell the oak tree out here to give its leaves? Uh, and do you realize that the leaves are for our oxygen. Do you realize tonight, not one time have we given God thanks for the honeybee. And we need the honeybee to pollinate the flowers. Amen. Honey, so that we can have the honey. Amen. Thank God I love the honey. And do you realize tonight, I thank God for the grass. Why, preacher, can you imagine how hot that it would be if the earth was not insulated by the grass? Well, preacher, you're just silly. No. What I'm saying tonight is look around and let's be thankful for the roof over our head uh, for the walls uh, honey that are keeping the wind out and the rain out uh, let's thank God tonight that we're not standing uh, on a dirt floor uh, let's thank God for the singers uh, let's thank God for the preaching uh, let's thank God for the fellowship uh, let's thank God for one another uh, you realize tonight we ought to be thankful uh, for our spouse uh, we ought to be thankful for our children uh, and we ought to be thankful for all these things uh, and give God thanks tonight He's worthy of us giving Him outward praise. You say, preacher, I tell Him. I tell Him, well, I'm sure glad you do. But you realize tonight that sometimes we take for granted that God's always going to give. Sometimes we take for granted that God's always going to be there. I'm glad He will. But sometimes we just need to clear us off the spot when nobody's around and say, Lord, I just want to thank You for my automobile. Lord, I want to thank You for my job. Lord, I want to thank You for my paycheck. Lord, I want to thank You for the loaf of bread You put in our cabinet. Lord, I want to thank You for the gallon of milk. Lord, I want to thank You for the package of bologna. Lord, I want to thank You for the package of longhorn cheese. Lord, I want to thank You for the for the flour and the buttermilk. Lord, I want to thank You. What are you saying tonight, preacher? I'm simply saying tonight, He's worthy of us giving Him praise. He's worthy of us giving Him thanks. He's worthy tonight. We ought to be thankful that God loves us so much that He pour out the honey back of the glory and blesses the way that He blesses. 